0: Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito.
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations. I'm Cheryl Esposito. Today, I have a very special guest, a man who's very close to my heart, Ken Honda, who is from Japan and is an amazing author and has given himself to people around the world, helping them to be successful. Ken, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Cheryl. I'm so excited to be here. And uh, this is a great view, and this is such a fun experience for me.
1: Isn't this great? We're in Panama! Uh-huh. Isn't this fantastic? And we're looking at the beautiful blue water, and the beautiful sparkly sky. And yes. It's, uh, yeah, we're, we're really blessed to be and here.
2: I'm melting here. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> a little different from Japan's weather. Yes. It's uh, freezing It's
2: snowing there.
1: Oh, okay. Well, this is a good break for you. So we are here at the Transformational Leadership Council Mm -hmm. uh, conference. And um, we met uh, a few years ago when uh, you joined Transformational Leadership Council. And I have been so uh, impressed with how your your heart comes first. I mean, you walk in the room and your heart is so... Clear and it's so obvious. Everybody can feel it. I'm, you know, today we want to learn a little bit about you and mm-hmm. kind of how you got to where you are today. But I also am curious. Um, you know, as a child, did you always? gravitate toward people did you feel comfortable just you know talking to anybody what was it like for you
2: <laughs> and thank you for the compliment i feel very touched by what you said uh, i always get nervous in at tlc
3: yeah.
2: uh, because uh everybody's so famous well known and they speak very fast including you
3: okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so i that. feel a little
2: somewhat <laughs> intimidated oh. but my curiosity overruns my shyness so i get so excited and uh, uh, want to know more about what everybody's doing ah. and uh, everybody's fascinating here and we're welcoming too so even though i have a uh, very limited uh, english and sometimes i don't get all the jokes mm-hmm. but <laughs> i can smile with everybody yeah, you do,
1: and you do so as a child were you shy as a child
2: i was in a sense um, I, I think I was, but at the same time, my uh, outgoing part was also there. Mm. So I was h- half and half. Yeah.
1: Your curiosity yes. was part of who yes. you were. When
2: curiosity yeah. uh, uh, is turned on, I'm not uh, shy anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: Interesting. Yes, very and every,
2: everything I see is very interesting. So I think that's why I'm more open here and more excited
1: mm. to be here. That's wonderful. So you travel around the world, mm-hmm. and um, you travel speaking to different groups yes. and promoting your books. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hear that there's like this outrageous number of books you've written, <laughs> let's see, I think yes. I heard 60 or yes. 70 or yes. something like that. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I lost cu- uh, count, but I think somewhere between 60 and 70.
3: Wow, that's amazing.
2: Yeah, it's it comes in almost like a... Um, A rain.
3: Ah.
1: It
2: just comes into my head and then comes out from my hands. That's how I feel.
1: That's very interesting. Uh So you don't have the idea that, oh I have to write a book about X topic and then I have to go do research, then I have to think about it, then I have to decide to sit down. It's just like, it just is inspired in you?
2: I'm writing uh, usually four or five books at the same time. Wow. So I, uh, because I've never learned uh, about book writing from anybody. Yeah. This is my real, this is my original way of doing it. Yeah. I never thought this is very unique yeah. because I know anything else. And the way I come up with the title is that the book title comes into my head and then I get too, uh, so excited. So I write five chapters and subheads and then I can't stop writing. So it's almost like a diction. You know? yeah. <laughs> Unless I let it let it out, it feels oh. kind of strange. You yeah, know, yeah. It's almost like Going to bed without uh, brushing your teeth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Ooh, I want to finish Ew. a few sentences, right? So, and then now I can go to sleep. Oh, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel.
1: Yeah, interesting. Uh-huh. So, how do you know when a
2: book is finished? So, I always uh, don't want to finish my oh, book, really? but I have deadlines almost every week. Ah. So, um, I always write uh, to my editor. Uh, I, I write to her can I extend a uh, deadline one more week <laughs> and uh, her regular answer is as you know the answer is no <laughs> because the printer is waiting you yes. know we usually print like 30 40 50 thousand copies wow. so uh, all the factory has like a, a few day block for mm-hmm. me, for my book mm-hmm. so anything um, has to go yeah. as planned yeah. but I always want to attach to my book, because I want to make it better. But uh, because of those situations, um, they kind of take my books away. Sure, sure, (laughs) sure. But by the time I'm focusing on another book, uh, mostly on happiness, money, how to find your gifts, how Mm -hmm. to follow your heart, and how to have the right balance between work and family life.
1: Why is that important to you?
2: I think, as I said in my books, uh, my father was alcoholic. Mm. And even though we had money, uh, since he, he was lost in, in, in alcohol, uh, we couldn't really feel peace and happiness. Yeah. And um, so when I was very small, I decided when I grew grow up, uh, I'll make sure that my family will have, a, will have peace and money and time. That's why I retired at the age of 29, mm. which is kind of a little strange <laughs> for a Japanese guy, uh, man, to... Retire that, that early. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the time when you have to uh, start seriously thinking about work. I'm sure.
1: What were you doing that you retired from?
2: I was uh, doing consulting and uh, I started my business when I was 21 or 2. Uh-huh. So I started very early and uh, I, I was uh, doing very well with uh, consulting, mm-hmm. accounting, and investing. And uh, so I was very lucky to be able to retire for a few years.
1: Right. So how, so you retired. Mm-hmm. What made you inspired to write your first
2: book? So I was, I think, probably two years into uh, my retirement. Um, I always had so much fun at the park.
3: Yeah. So
2: uh, my daughter uh, likes to swing, yeah. uh, and she still likes to swing, but uh, I think we just uh, play for, with, with a swing for like mm-hmm. a, a couple of hours, you mm-hmm. know, it's not just a few minutes, she does it for a long time. Yeah. And I was reading while I was kind of watching her swing and I saw a mother and a child and the child was so happy to see a swing and, and yeah. so the child is rushing to the swing. And um, the mother was saying, after a few minutes, maybe just a swing, sure, a few swings, sure. okay, your mommy has got to go, go to work. And, like. No, we just came in. And, and the child is right because uh, she was uh, literally uh, grabbing oh. the uh, child off of the swing and said, No, it's time, you know? Um, and then only like they're they there for like uh, three or four minutes. Oh my. And I realized that people have to work mm-hmm. for money. And if people had uh, more knowledge about uh, money and work, uh, they could retire, or at least they could have a few few hours off, or a few few hmm. months, or a few okay. years off of their busy life, and so they can concentrate on being with their child, hmm. and, and so that really inspired me to write on happiness and money.
1: Hmm. And when you wrote on happiness, mm-hmm. um, you talked about the heart. Yes. So. Tell me a bit. Tell our listeners a bit uh-huh. about your philosophy around happiness.
2: Happiness is a state that you kind of notice. It's not something you aim. Mm. Uh, so when uh, people ask me, "Are you happy?" and I think, oh, now I think about it, I, I guess I'm happy. It's not something you aim for. <laughs> Got it. That's something you notice. So it's not mm. a place that you you go for for miles. Right. So, a destination yeah that happiness has to be forgotten in everyday life oh, yeah. because if um your wife or your husband keeps asking you are you happy are you happy you probably say no i'm i'm not happy <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's uh, everyday question oh, yeah, yeah i yeah. think that's a question that uh you should ask yourself once in a while do not you, every day
1: do you think that um people have to be have to make their own happiness
2: Basically yes, but I think somebody else, especially the uh, special one, um, will make you happy. But eventually I think you have to be accountable for your happiness. And other people can help you feel happiness, but you have to create one.
3: Right.
1: And I bet since you said both money and Mm -hmm. happiness, I bet a lot of people, we know a lot of people who um, believe that once they a certain amount of money mm-hmm. then they can be happy yes right but what do you think
2: about that that's a trap you yeah. know I've interviewed so many wealthy people uh, when I wrote how happy, happy how ordinary people became millionaires that mm. became a national bestsellers in Japan and I interviewed many millionaires and uh, one of the questions I prepared is how old were you when you started to feel that your success or just you failed uh, you feel that you have enough money, uh-huh. and I kind of assumed that they're 25 or 35, or when they, their company went public, or when they achieve first uh, one million dollars. But I was so surprised that many wealthy people just just think for a moment, and and, and they said, mm, "I don't feel wealthy at all." Like really, you know, you have a big company working uh, that's you know like 200 employees. You don't feel like you're wealthy. And uh, they would say, "I don't have a private jet." And oh. I go, oh, really? Oh. <laughs> and then later on, I met uh, somebody who had a private jet. And I do. When did you start feeling wealthy? No, no, I'm not wealthy at all. You know, but do you have a private jet. And he would say, "No, no, my private jet is so small. It it's it's only like four people." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, because whenever he goes to this, uh, you know, parking area yeah. for uh, jets. Yeah his uh, jet is so tiny tiny ah. and they're like big jets yeah. uh-huh. you know with a uh, nice furniture furnitures. so if you just grab a person with a big jet he would say no 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 my my uh, jet uh, they have all on regular seats right you know, it's not made of Hermes or right. You know, right. <laughs> so right. right so there's no end to it so unless you decide uh, where the line is to, to feel happy and abundant mm-hmm. you'll be stuck in this rat race to be uh, to feel wealthy right and it's not a uh, how much money you make you it's it's not how much money you have because by the time you reach ten million dollars they're all your ra- all your friends around you uh, are worth more uh, right so right yeah
1: so always chasing something bigger and more, Yes. and so how can you ever feel satisfied if you're just always in the chase, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so uh, I realized that uh, abundance is something you feel. Mm. It's it's not just in the numbers, mm. and it's uh, p- very personal. I call it money container. Uh-huh. Some people satisfied with $100,000, uh-huh. some people would be satisfied with $50,000, depending on where you live. If you live in New York right. or LA, $50,000, you cannot probably even pay the rent. <laughs> so, right. so it's up to you. Uh, and then you have to find out your, the size of your money container and also ways to feel content uh, yeah, with yeah. what you have.
1: Right. 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 That's hard for some people, mm-hmm. you know, especially in our society, or, well, around the world where we can see how much other people have Mm -hmm. and so we start comparing Mm -hmm. ourselves to Mm -hmm. it and somehow there becomes this expectation that if I don't have that then I am not enough, Mm -hmm. right?
2: Yes, especially in North America the tendency that bigger is better uh, is there. Uh, I get um, many asked many questions by uh, North Americans and Japanese and Chinese and other countries and Japanese people ask me, "How can I satisfy my, myself mm-hmm. with what I have?" Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, North American people say, "Like, how can I uh, make my money container bigger?" Ah, <laughs> so it's oh, a it's a different yeah, attitude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes.
1: Do you think that um, people have people impose limitations on themselves mm-hmm. around? Um, what's possible for abundance for them?
2: Yes, yes. Um, because we are so limited with this scarcity mentality. Yeah. Like uh, as my uh, mentor and friend Lynn Twist said in her beautiful book uh, Soul of Money. Yeah. uh As as your 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 um she's your friend as yeah, well, she right? Yes. Yes. And uh, I think she said it so beautifully. We're so. Uh, in a trance of scarcity yes. and we live in a scarcity, city, mm-hmm. you know, that's full of fear, right? Yeah, and uh, I, I don't think I can blame for that because we are so terrified with what's going on in the world right. You know, um, we are so afraid that somebody will come in and start shooting or, you know, hurricane and wildfire yeah. You know, we're so many reasons to be afraid mm-hmm. so but as long as we are afraid that we don't have enough when something goes wrong and you lose, you lose a job, mm-hmm. you feel like, you know, oh, what, what can I do? But if you knew that somebody is going to help you, for sure, you feel very safe. Mm. So it's not how much money you have. And uh, the reason why I'm not afraid of money, uh, losing all the money I have, is that if I'm dumb, at least the other day I, I counted, you know, I wrote my, names down, uh, my friends' names down.
3: Yeah.
2: I have about 100 people who can't let me stay, Ah. and uh, I can ask each one to let me stay for a week, Mm -hmm. and then the second week, my second (laughs) friend, and after about 50 friends, I can come back to my friend number one. (laughs) It's been a long time, can I stay for another week? So that way...
1: So you won't be homeless. (laughs) Yeah. so
2: at least that is covered, (laughs) and I have so many um, um, generous friends who are Will probably help me. Yes. So even if I lose everything, for some reasons, right, um, I'm okay. Yeah. So that security,
1: yeah,
2: uh, is such a big uh, feeling uh, to make you feel safe.
1: Well, and in order to have people like that in your life, mm-hmm. you have to take care of those relationships. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So there are many people who know hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. And would never think of turning to any of those people to Mm -hmm. ask for help. Yes. Right? Yes. And so. How do you nurture relationships with the people that are in your life? That's
2: a very good question. And uh, I've written a few books on that as well. It's only in Japanese, so I'm going to have to translate some of them. (laughs) So um, I think there is a friend and also there's a best friend. Hmm. The definition is uh, a friend is like somebody that you say hello, Mm -hmm. or just um, put a like in a Facebook. That is great, but that doesn't really help you so much. And the best friend goes over the, uh, across the line Uh and and she or he would say, you shouldn't date that person. I think you should quit that job. (laughs) So they are seriously thinking about your happiness. So if you do that for other people and go out of the line and then they uh, could be turned off or they could uh, criticize you or attack you, for just crossing the line, right. But if you are loving, and uh, yeah. sometimes they're pushing, yeah. you know, <laughs> crossing the boundaries. But if you have a deeper relationship with everybody, yeah. I think your bond is so strong, right. So a lot of money education in Japan is like don't become the guarantor of somebody's oh. loans, right? Oh, yeah. That's what probably North America as well, right? Right. But I told I what I teach my 21 year old uh, is that. Uh, you have to find five people in your 20s mm. who would become a co-signer for the oh, loan. Wow. And you have to find five friends that you want to become a co-signer sign for. That means that you have a complete trust from that people and oh. you have complete trust in them as well.
1: That's fabulous.
2: And if you have like at least like one friend mm. who can do that, you will be okay for the rest of your life. Yeah
1: that's precious information that's what a teaching you know and most young people would well, most people would mm-hmm. never even think of it that way right. right
2: so people are the assets really yeah if you're not uh, if you don't have million dollars
1: <laughs> well yeah you know i mean it's nice to have million dollars but yeah. I- if you have million dollars and no friends yes it must be very lonely yeah right yeah you must have met some of those people too
2: yeah so um, after interviewing all the all these yeah. people I realize that relationships are the key yeah. that's why I teach people how to have a relationship um, a deeper relationships yeah. in life it's not necessarily a romantic relationship right. Right. but uh, business relationships and um, any relationships mm-hmm. if you feel uh, if you think of somebody and feel very happy and mm-hmm. warm that gives you happiness. Yeah. So, and this is the same thing if somebody thinks of you yeah. and feel very warm and happy, yeah. you know, you're you're just getting uh, that energy of happiness. Yeah. That's how I think. I mean, that's how Japanese people think. I love it. So if you have a hundred people uh, praying for your love and and, and happiness, uh, you feel it. That's why when somebody is sick, I think you do the same thing in North America. Scientifically, it may not be as proven, but yeah. we pray. Right. Or friends' uh, recovery, right? Right. So I think this energy really uh, works. It really works, Mm -hmm. absolutely.
1: So let's talk a bit about your new book Mm -hmm. called Happy Money. Yes, Happy Money. So tell us. Well, first of all, that's an amazing name for a book, Happy Money. (laughs) You know, I I don't think about money being happy, I uh-huh. think about people being happy. Yes. Uh, so, uh, what does this mean?
2: The happy money is uh, the money that makes you feel smile uh, when you receive it. Mm-hmm. And when you spend it, that gives you joy. Oh. But unfortunately, most of us are in the flow of unhappy money. So mm-hmm. once in a while, when, you, when we get um, money from our parents or from friends, we feel very happy. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, we are frustrated with the money we make and the money we spend.
1: Hmm. So, so for instance, money... If someone is working a job and they get a paycheck,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, that money may not make them happy. It may make them feel like, well, I, at least I can pay the bills this week, <laughs> right? Yes. But what's a different perspective on that?
2: It's not how much money you make or how much money you have, once again. It's how you react to the money you you receive. Mm-hmm. If you feel like, oh no, there are so many freelance people out there but this person, my client, chose me yeah. to coach the coach them or just do some kind of yeah. service. But if you're working for a company, there's so many candidates but the company chose you. Right. So you can appreciate your boss. One of my students who's mm-hmm. a single mother mm-hmm. uh, was complaining about the low pay. Because she didn't, didn't graduate from university. Oh.
3: Yeah. And uh,
2: she was complaining about it for the whole time, but she learned about happy money and she started thanking her boss, which oh, is so unusual yeah. for them. Yeah. And then her boss gave her the raise uh, a few weeks later.
1: Without even asking for
2: it. Yes. Because, you know, he must have felt this appreciation before the hostile energy yeah. coming yeah. from her. Yeah. So when you appreciate, you know, um, appreciation comes back to you, yes. and I think it's a law of the universe. Yeah. Yes, okay. I don't want to go too spiritual about it, but I think it's a human psychology. If somebody appreciate you, like, you feel appreciation back to that person. Sure. So once you start this cycle of appreciation, it, it that brings more happy money into your life.
1: Huh. So, how can we develop that? In ourselves. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, you you talk about um, money, EQ, and money IQ. Yes. So define that. What what is that?
2: Uh, I learned from happy millionaires uh, in my career, and uh, there are two kinds of millionaires: happy ones and very uh, unhappy ones. Right. And happy millionaires, they are doing what they love, and and then they receive money. In, in, in the form of appreciation yeah. and unhappy millionaires they try to take advantage of from other people and try to cut the deals and that's why they're unhappy so uh, happy money brings you joy when you receive it and, mm-hmm. and thank it mm-hmm. so appreciation is really the key yeah.
3: yeah
1: so you can be smart about money mm-hmm. you can be financially savvy hmm and you can um, have no uh, psychological um, maturity mm-hmm. about it, as well, mm-hmm. right? So, when you think about people who like work at places like Goldman Sachs
3: mm-hmm. and
1: you know all the big financial houses around the world,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, where do you think they? What category do you think they fall into?
2: It's once again how they react with their money. I have a few friends who work in, in Goldman Sachs and uh, those um, you know, big corporations. Mm-hmm. And um, my friends happen to be the happy ones. Yeah. So they receive the money in, in their work. And so they're um, so generous to share what they make in and, and a nice month.
3: Yeah.
2: And so they're in the uh, flow of happy money. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter if you're a doctor or janitor, yeah. um it's not, nothing to do with your occupation. It's about your attitude. If you receive money, uh, happily and if you if you spend money,
3: yeah.
2: It's almost like a paid forward. Yeah. You know, do you would you pay it forward with bad right. energy attached right. to it right. or right. good energy attached right.
1: to right. it. Right, right. Yeah. So where did this whole idea of happy money come
2: from? Now I was approached by this Japanese woman at the a party in, in Tokyo or oh, it's, it's uh, another city and uh, she asked me if she could take a, a look at my wallet In those days there are magazine articles on celebrities' wallet and, it, and it, it doesn't have to be big or small it's a leather one or you know or like a uh, they're just w- curious about yeah, the wallet yeah. so okay uh, as long as you give it back to me and hand it out to her yeah, yeah. and she was pulling all the bills out uh, from my wallet and then she was checking something yeah and she was saying this is good this is good and she put them all back in and she said Ken your money is good and, what <laughs> <laughs> And she said oh, all your money was smiling in your wallet so that means you must have made everybody happy and then received this cash oh. like wow that's interesting and she said uh, "While well, if you make uh, if you take advantage of other people or if you do what you don't like and, and, and receive money, your money is crying or angry in your wallet. Oh, wow. Like, wow. And I thought of a few friends whose money is crying in the wallet oh. because they're not uh, doing what they love uh-huh. or that they're just doing some shady business. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, even though you're not a psychic person, you kind of know, uh, your parents, your brothers, sure. your sisters, your friends, some people's money are smiling yeah. and others are crying. Yeah. So that's the idea.
1: And so I imagine that if some people's money is crying, that it doesn't stick around very long either, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm.
2: Yes, because you don't want angry guests staying at your house. (laughs) (laughs) So you want to get rid of the person as fast as you want. Whereas you want happy friends and close friends to stay with you, right? So psychologically, happy money stays with you longer.
3: Yes, I want some
2: psychologist to do (laughs) the studies. Yeah, that is
3: amazing. Yes,
2: I'm not an academic person, but I've known from my experiences and from hundreds of thousands of students, this thing works. And it doesn't cost any money. Just appreciate your money.
1: Just appreciate your money. Yes. It sounds so simple, Ken. Yes. But I don't think it's that simple. (laughs) We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to find out a little bit more about this happy money.
2: Yes, thank you.
3: All right, we'll be right back.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeart Radio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our Leading Conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl.
1: Welcome back to Leading Conversations. We are having a wonderful conversation today with Ken Honda, the author of Happy Money. So, Ken. Yes. Yes. You know, I know you say this is simple.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it really this simple?
2: That's what I thought um, when I just heard about this concept from my mentor, Wahe Takeda, yeah? who is called Warren Buffett of Japan. Ah. He is one of the mo- uh, wealthiest uh, Japanese person as an investor. And also he owned the uh, cookie factories in Japan. Okay. And uh, uh, when I had a chance to talk with him privately, you know, think about, like a few minutes with Warren Buffett. You want to know, you wanna know
3: yeah. what
2: is the secret of money. Right. And uh, I asked a question to him and he said, oh, it's very simple, only one thing. What is it? Arigato your money. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, no, no, there are two things. Arigato uh, your money when it comes in. Uh-huh. Arigato your money when it goes yeah. out. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like, uh, you know, Karate Kid, Dr. Miyagi is, this, you know, Miyagi is telling you, walks in, walks out, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: so arigato in, arigato out, and I wanted to know more,
3: yeah.
2: or in depth, yeah. so like, okay, I got that, what else, and he said, no, if you just master this art of appreciation, oh. you'll be amazed, yeah. and I was sent back, and, uh, but you know, the, the, since that was the only lesson he gave oh. me, I thought of checking it out, because uh, the man with that um, great Uh, Achievement uh, tells that's only one secret. So when I receive money, I just say, thank you or arigato to -hmm. money Mm -hmm. And when I spend it also say to the person or the money, arigato, and I feel good Uh It didn't cost me anything and then Mm -hmm. What he said later on that uh, you cannot the human mind cannot focus uh, two things at one time Mm -hmm. you cannot worry and you cannot Appreciate at the same time. So if you do the appreciation, you cannot Worry about money. So if you start appreciating about your money You cannot literally worry about money and that uh, makes so much sense I really felt uh, sense the shift in me
3: Mm
2: -hmm. that uh, I I appreciated um, Not only money, but the people that I work with and the clients and the people who supported me gave me referrals so I genuinely started to feel happy, and somehow happy people attract great things. Right, and so I, I attracted the best people. Yeah. in my life, yeah. and still keep doing it. Right. right, right. So,
1: and so I imagine that it also has an effect on health.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, yes. There are uh, actually there are many studies. Uh, if you appreciate more, if you say thank you uh, more than like thirty times, your like cancer. Uh, survival rate goes higher and you know, there is a study yeah. done wow. by so many thi- uh, scientists so 30
1: times in a certain time period
2: yeah so if you just um, uh, appreciate like say thank you to your nurse or yeah. thank you to yeah, your family yeah. members or so if you uh, attitudes more into appreciation yeah. your re- recovery rate is much yeah. higher yes yeah, yeah. so um, and I think um, I, I actually uh, did some experiment I divided uh, my clients with, that I used to have about 100 people. Yeah. And then I divided them into two groups. Mm -hmm. One, I always give them something like a book or Mm -hmm. like a little card Mm -hmm. or like a tea, herb tea, Japanese tea. Right. And the other uh, group, I didn't do anything, uh-huh. just business. Uh-huh. And six months later, I got so many referrals from the group number one. Oh, wow. And uh, you know, the, the thing I brought is only like $2, $5, right. and that, right. not hugely right. expensive. Right. And the returns I got are like huge. Yes. And then I realized that whatever they wanted uh, consultant or content, uh, they thought of my name. Yes. Uh, but uh, somehow the group two, that yes. I didn't give anything yes. they forgot about my name <laughs> <laughs> so I think when you appreciate when you show your appreciation to somebody that somehow um, your name stays in their mind and heart
1: Interesting. so generosity mm-hmm. is um, it's almost contagious yes right yes so you get back what you
3: give
2: mm-hmm right? Yes. Interesting. So I give out so many things uh, like in my lecture, so many times I invite people for free. Yeah. And at the end, I give a string of rose to uh, one time uh, about 1500 people.
3: Wow. Yes.
2: And then it was so beautiful to see all the roses going in so many different directions.
3: Oh.
2: And uh, I've, I've heard so many fun stories after that. So they really enjoy receiving flowers from me. Oh. So they started giving flowers to um, their friends, mothers, parents and this, this ripple effect of happiness and love at least touched thousands of people wow. and so I'm very um, enjoying yeah. every minute of this project.
1: How does it feel to you to know that you are changing so many people's lives?
2: I often think about this, you know, after I retired for four years for my family, I thought it's a very uh, selfish thing to do. Mm
3: -hmm. Since I
2: I had some money, you know, I could afford to do that. Mm -hmm. But I felt somewhat selfish Mm -hmm. um, in one time and when I was looking at the moon in a private beach, you know, nice uh, beautiful hotel hotel in Hawaii, I wasn't really feeling happy. And you know it's a dream life. Yes. And I realized that uh, it's because I'm not, I'm not helping so- anybody. I'm just helping ourselves. Yeah. And then I realized that in order to be truly happy, you have to help people, mm. you No. Know, uh, and also you have to help yourself too. Yes. But if you feel like you are servicing, yes. s- Some people, yes. you feel good, especially yes. at night. You know, uh, uh, on regular day. Uh, my book sales is about a few thousand uh, books every day, yep. so when I go to sleep I just think of all the readers faces oh. and then how many people have I touched mm-hmm. and how many people I have you know, given them what I what I know mm-hmm. and then that makes me feel so good mm-hmm. and Then in a happy moment a state I go to sleep Which I think is good for my health too.
3: Absolutely. Yes, yeah.
2: Absolutely. So, so the more people you touch and help uh, the more people will appreciate you yeah. in the form of money yeah. or just saying nice words to you, and and I think, uh, energy-wise, I received so many thank yous in my mm. life. Uh, at the end of the fan letter from readers, they always say. I uh, pray your happiness and all the blessings to you. And just imagine thousands of people send you blessings every day. It's almost like sending angels to support you. That's why I'm so lucky all the time and um, very blessed.
1: That is amazing. So, there must be times Mm -hmm. when you're not happy with something Mm -hmm. or something goes wrong. Yes. You know, it doesn't, it, it, it may be a little thing, it may be a big thing. Um, how, do you, how do you handle things? What's your temperament like?
2: Mm-hmm. I used to uh, try to push things uh, ahead um, to make things happen. Yeah. But at one time I realized that uh, I saw an interesting uh, brochure about the uh, uh, international cruise. Yeah. And on this cruise ship there is this uh, aero bicycles on yeah. the top of the yeah. uh, big boat. And, uh, and somebody's uh, bicycling on a big boat. Yeah. And as if your bicycling helps boat move, move. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, somehow I got this idea, or oh, maybe this is what I'm doing. So since then, since I look at the poster, you know, the brochure, um, I try to let go of any judgment. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I was in North America um, um, 15, 16 years ago. Yeah. And then my visa was delayed oh. because my lawyer got a, a mild stroke oh and I didn't get the right paper. She was okay uh, yeah. a few weeks after. Yeah. But I, I desperately needed, needed oh, a document oh, yeah. which I couldn't. So I had to ship everything back. We, had, we used to live in a big place. Oh, so um, I was ups- upset for, one, uh, for a few hours. Yeah. But then maybe there's a reason for this. And then I had to sell everything and then I went, went home. And a few months later, a um, uh, big economic shock, you know, Lehman shock happened. Oh, yes. So if I stayed in North America get the visa, yeah. I probably lost so much money. Oh, right. And with that much money, you know, I bought this uh, retreat center outside of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So um, what's interesting yeah. is that if, I, if, you, if you take a look at your life yeah. in 3-year time, 5-year time, maybe 20 years time, all the things that kind of deny your wishes yes. turn out to be good. They turn
1: out to be readying you somehow yes. for something else. Yes, but and Sometimes right. it's not even something you would imagine, right?
2: Yes, and you never know right now. You know it later, so it's a lot of surprise. Yeah. So when something like that happens, like say, uh, I like, look over the sky and say, I don't know if you're a god or whoever that is out there. Let me know.
3: <laughs> what is this?
2: Yeah. I know, you know, It's a, so, I feel sometimes I'm tricked, Yeah. but a happy trick now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, so, I know I've met your daughter, uh-huh. and she hasn't been here for a long time. Yeah, huh? she'll
2: be the ne- at the next uh, meeting.
1: She'll be in, yes. in Belfast? Yes. Oh, fantastic. Uh-huh. Oh, that's great. How old is she now?
2: She's 21 now. 21. That's why I started doing um, uh, YouTube and Facebook, you know, ah. I'm out of a small hiding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she said, Dad, yes. you gotta do it, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, she always pushes me.
1: Yeah, uh, She's a very smart young woman. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's probably been about four years since I've seen her. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember thinking about how wise beyond her years she seemed.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and so I imagine that you learn from her all the yes. time. Yes,
2: and she's my master. She was the reason and inspiration that I got um, when I first started writing. Right? Oh. Without her, I would pr- probably, if uh, um, I'd be probably an accountant or you know, consultant.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but because of her, because of her, I started writing.
1: Because you wanted to spend more time with her. Yes.
2: Right? So I, if. I think she's uh, an inspiration for all my life. That's why I'm just feeling a little sad because she doesn't need me anymore.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, she will always need you. It just will be different.
2: <laughs> yes, I'm just struggling with that. Yeah. <laughs> but That's probably the only negative things I have in my life. But I think everybody has to live with that. Yes.
1: Right. And, and, you know, it, it, looking at it one way, it might feel negative. Looking at it another way... Mm-hmm. Um, the gift that you are giving the world Mm -hmm. in the form of this bright brilliant woman Mm -hmm. you know um, is quite uh, generous of you quite generous of you Mm -hmm.
2: yeah Yeah, thank you yeah and i'm very happy um, to support her in every process yeah yeah
1: so we only have a few more minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next for you?
2: That's a good question. That's a great question. Uh, I really want to uh, support humanity mm. and the people who are in need for the change. Mm. So I'm translating uh, ma- uh, much material into English and I'm providing them, um, many of them for free oh, wow. so anybody can access and uh so when i need some kind of commitment i'll probably charge like a, a five dollars or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know for a little commitment sure. but um, i don't have to charge people because i'm like flooded with so much happy money yeah so i'm so happy to share what i know i'm i've decided uh, to impact 100 million people with wow. this idea you know I, i've already sold 8, eight million uh, books yes. and uh, my podcast reached. 45 million uh, wow. in a country of 130 million.
3: Wow. So
2: I, I think it's realistic for me to yeah. uh, shoot for the moon.
3: Yeah, and,
1: absolutely. Yes. You have your moonshot there, right? Yes. <laughs> so
2: I'm happy to share what I know and I'm willing to go anywhere mm. to share my, uh, what I know. Mm. And uh, I'm not just teaching, I'm just sharing what yeah. I know. And right. uh, I hope what I share with y- um, you, Cheryl, and uh, the listeners would support your life in some ways and if you start saying Arigato your money you'll feel good so I hope you try that it doesn't cost you anything that's right
1: Arigato Arigato. (laughs) well Kenhana it's been delightful having you here today
2: thank you so much So
1: um, I know people are going to want to know more about Mm -hmm. you and where to find you and um, how to buy your books Mm -hmm. and so what should they do
2: so my books are uh, my, uh, my i have only one book in english <laughs> my book is available on amazon and uh, 150 airport bookstores and all the major bookstores are there they carry my yellow smiley book it's beautiful cover yeah, so, <laughs> you can't miss it <laughs> yeah so when you see it i hope you take a look and mm-hmm. i'm starting a campaign to give away my books to mm-hmm. 10,000 people so I don't know how to do it, so I have to set up some kind of system. Oh. So I'm just giving yeah. people my physical mm-hmm, books mm-hmm. Uh, to everybody who wants a copy. So um, wait for that, or if you cannot wait, go and get my book. Okay, Yes.
1: and you have a website?
2: Yes, uh, it's KenHonda.com, and if you could Google Ken Honda, um, more information is in English Great. and more to be, uh, more coming. <laughs> Great, that's fantastic.
1: Ken, you are a real gift to our universe and you're a real gift to me. I feel honored that you were here today.
2: Thank you so and, much. Yeah. Um,
1: I wish you all the best for everything, for everything you're doing. You're so generous and I thank you so much for being
2: here. Thank you. Here. Thank you so much. Arigato gozaimasu. Thank you. Uh, all my listeners, I haven't met you, but um, I, you're in my prayer for oh, night every night.
1: That's so wonderful. Remember, everyone, to think big. The world could be a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Esposito.